Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz and of course I am joined by my two other lovely co-hosts. These guys, let me tell you about them. Standing at five foot nine, the biggest brows in the entire world. Daniel Baptista. Daniel, how are you? I just want to confirm the eyebrows aren't five foot nine. No. Uh, no. No. That, that's my entire body. Oh, they're six feet. <laughs> yeah, my brows are six feet. I always tell people my brows are six feet. Yeah. 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 How but are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, I am, we, we're coming off a really interesting week of shows and movies that some we could and talk interviews. about and interviews, some that we could talk about, some that we can't yet. Yeah. Um, but this is one of the most exciting times for the podcast it because is. there's just so much happening this week that I can't wait for our listeners to uh, get a glimpse at or yeah. I guess get a get an earshot of i don't i'm gonna stop talking yeah um but there's just there's just a lot happening and then of course we're getting spider-man trailer this week and then we're on ticket watch so it's been a while since we've you know we've had that excitement of oh my god we're waiting for tickets to go on that christmas season excitement right now. yeah and it's christmas season we're 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 full on into it so we're just uh we're here standing at six two Six two. <laughs> yeah, I'll like, take it. I'll take it. Yeah, you're like a six one maybe. Yeah, I'm a six one six. I'll take a six, six two. One, we'll six, take we'll yeah. take a, we'll take a we'll take a six two. Uh, six nine. Yeah, Anthony, it's too tall. I'm good. Oh, oh, you, oh. You, you told us. I thought we were gonna. Yeah, but I'm not gonna tell you more because oh. I expected don't, don't our don't audience more. to be I listening to our reviews to learn more about how my week is going. That's that's what yeah. our MCU like cinematic universe is like. Our cinematic universe is Anthony's answers. Like you have to watch four episodes prior to get a, to, know, to get one sentence out to of get, him to, <laughs> to understand where he is now. Yes, there's a lot. Here's the thing. We know there's a lot of episodes that go up on the movie podcast feed. Um, we've spoken before about like. You know, should we split up our feeds, things like that? But I think it's been working out for us having yeah. everything on one feed. It's one stop shop. You know where to go to find everything. Yeah. So I think I think uh, commitment level is at just the right amount. Like if, if people want to listen to our episodes, they can go through all of them, or they can kind of just you know save some for later. Be like, oh, I'll get to this someday. Yeah, you know where to find us. Yeah, because there's gonna be no shortage of movie podcast episodes. Because you know why? The movie podcast drops every single Monday. And throughout the week, we'll have these review episodes that just kind of sprinkle in, you know, like the ones that we're going to have this week. 
And I'm Daniel's going to tell you all about them in a few minutes. Of course, you can follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're still on the hunt for 200 five-star reviews. You can join our Discord as well. And you can write into hello at themoviepodcast.ca. We love reading emails. Or if you want to, if you want to mail us a letter, uh, Daniel, what's your address? Uh, you could mail me at <laughs> one, two, three, four, not a chance boulevard. <laughs> if you want to send him death threats or anthrax, you know, that's the best place to do it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. Oh, if it's anthrax, let me tell you my real <laughs> name. I would say if you DM you know, me or Shay yeah. will literally tell you his address. Yeah. yeah. Well, they'll deliver it. Slide for in <laughs> our DMs and we'll give you Daniel's hold on a second. Bank pin code as well. Uh, wait, not- why do you guys know that? <laughs> I did very well. He's like, hello. <laughs> I like singing the numbers every time I punch Three, it in. Three, six, nine, four. <laughs> come on in. I was like, could you deposit some you money too? To? <laughs> to bu- come on into the bank account. Oh, yeah. I thought you were jumping into the ATM or something. <laughs> But of course, you can check out our show notes down below for all those little secrets that I just mentioned. They're between us. Daniel, please give us our morning announcements. Yeah, keep it secret, keep it safe, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, some announcements this week. We have our review, our spoiler-free review of Hit Monkey Season 1. Uh, definitely check it out. We had a great time with the show, and it's going to be available this Wednesday, November 17th on uh, Hulu. I'm just making sure it's today. It's 17th on Wednesday, right? Yeah. yeah. So that will be available on Hulu and Disney Plus via Star. Uh, we also have reviews out for Home Sweet Home Alone, Red Notice, Finch, Eternals, The French Dispatch, and lots more. Speaking of reviews, we'll have our reviews for Ghostbusters Afterlife this week. We'll have our interview with Robbie Amell, who stars as Chris Redfield in Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And you could also check out some previous interviews we've had with Leah McHugh, who is the star of Marvel Studios' Eternals. And what else do we have coming out this week, Shay? In terms of reviews? Yeah. We've got House of Gucci, so that'll be the week after. Yeah, House of Most Gucci's will be coming. this week or next week, and we'll have uh, King Richard as well. King Richard, yeah, there's a lot. And we also yeah. just dropped our social media reactions for Hawkeye. Hawkeye. So we were lucky to see the first two episodes. Thank you so much for Disney and Marvel for sharing that with us. Uh, we will be at a press conference this week for the show. So look forward to our coverage of that next week before the um, before the shows actually come out. But if you want to hear our social media thoughts on um, Hawkeye, definitely Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, wherever you follow us, we'll have our reactions there, as well as our reactions for the new Spider-Man trailer, which is coming out on Tuesday for a fa- at a fan event, but I'm assuming Sony's going to put it online afterwards, too. They, or- they'd probably do that. I feel, I feel like the world will implode if they don't, because people are just going to be tweeting about it and taking videos of it, so you would think that they would. Yeah. What do you guys? What are your? What's your take? Where what, temperature wise? What are you gauging this right now? Because they're doing a fan event. Yeah. They obviously want fan reactions. Yeah. So it's gotta equal Tobey Maguire we're, we're and Andrew see Garfield. Everything, everything in this movie. We're gonna they're see. just gonna show I, them the I, movie. I think yeah. I think they're gonna show everyone, everyone, and they're gonna be full on costume. Yeah. And they're gonna have no masks on, so we know we it's know it's them, them. Yeah. underneath. Yeah. Um. And they're gonna they're gonna show everyone, man. Everyone from the like that Spider Universe, yeah. is gonna be there. Everyone from the MCU, yeah, every Avengers, yeah, it'll man. be well, everyone. Stan Lee will be there. Stan Lee's gonna. My be God, there. but John Watts said like this is basically Spider Man Endgame. So we're gonna. I think this is. I don't think our we've seen nothing of No Way Home. Like I feel like even the really trailers we got yeah, we really have been. been misleading. The only thing I'm skeptical is the timeline of Spider Man being made and now coming out. 
just doesn't seem like we can get like an end game type of sure storyline or it's only like, been five years like, of having Spidey in the my MCU. My expectation is these Spider Men are just going to be very small sequence yes, of them yes. in there. It's possible. Like maybe ten minutes, sure. But they're not going to be part of this movie. The only reason why I think they'll be in it a bit obviously they're going to be supporting characters. They're they're not going to be leading it the whole way through. Right. But I do think it's a little bit more substantial than just like a cameo scene or a small little like wink and a nod to them is because the amount of leaks we've been seeing. And obviously we won't talk about leaks on the show of things that we've seen or things that we have not seen. Um, but obviously if you just, just keep in mind, if you are seeing leaks out there, don't share them. Yeah. You know, like, like keep the surprise for everybody. We're not going to cover anything on the show unless it's sourced or released yeah. like through a new, no. uh, like an outlet or something like that. We're not covering, we're not covering any leaks, leaked we photos. No like rumors that. or no. innuendos, speculations. Yeah. Yeah, like we, I mean, we we have some speculations have rumors, and rumors, and but like leaks. Yeah, 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 like if there's if there's like if somebody sends us a DM of like, hey, check out this picture of Tobey Maguire on a green screen, and I'm like, and it's like watermarked to death, and it looks like it was taken in 2004. I'm like, I'm we're not. I gonna share. That. I heard. Yeah. Okay, here's the leak right oh, now. Oh shit! I Tighten up your break, faucets. I heard. <laughs> Breaking news. Daniel's one of the Spider Men. He is. It's true. He's actually a spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a spider. He gets squashed. Yeah. yeah. They show all of their origin stories again, and yeah. Daniel's a spider at each one of them. That's what ties the universe. It's just his my eyebrows? Th- I, my, it's just my eyebrows. Here, my eyebrows bit them? <laughs> <laughs> my eyebrows are my fangs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did Martin Scorsese bite you then? Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, that's what happens. Mm. Yeah, Martin Scorsese bit me. Uh, he also bit Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, so he's just uh, he's getting all the, the thick brow men out also, there. Just, just to make it clear, we're not attacking Daniel's eyebrows because no. we don't want to do, ever do that. Don't right? attack them because they will kill they you. Will kill <laughs> but also, you know, Daniel, you're you're well aware your eyebrows have their own personality. They do. Yeah, my my eyebrows are part of me. Big eyebrows, bigger heart. That's bigger my brand. Eye, you that's, know, that's what it is. That's that's what it is. So yeah. I have a really large heart. Yeah, it's huge. It's it's, it's, it's unhealthy. It's actually sticking out yeah. of your chest. To be honest, <laughs> can you ever see your heart beat? <laughs> yeah. there, there, are, there are people with their hearts outside their chest. It's sad. Yeah. I wear my heart on my oh, sleeve. Or so I've been told. I was just trying to make a joke, but that's okay. <laughs> but like for those who actually are listening and have that problem, we have to be apologize. sympathetic to them. I do we do. I do. Um, I know I mentioned this. This was kind of a quick, a quick mention, but uh, we were super lucky to talk to Ravi Amel. So yeah. look forward to that. I didn't get to say it's going to be on Friday. On the movie podcast, yeah, you replaced me for Robbie, eh? We did. We were we were looking for a better uh, looking dude, he and he, he was he was a runner up. Yeah, he was like, "Listen, uh, I know I can't reach Anthony's level of handsomeness, but I hope that's okay." And we we're like, He's "Yeah, like, dude, totally." Yeah. While we were both just lost in his eyes. Yeah. 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 Super chill guy. Nice guy from Toronto. It's it's, it's very, always it's nice having Canadian very talent. Very interesting on the show. response to his favorite place to eat. Yeah, I was gonna mention that, but yeah. I'll leave that. We'll leave it. We'll leave it to the imagination yeah. until yeah. Friday. Yeah, you'll never guess what you'll he's gonna say. You'll never guess what he's you'll gonna never say. Guess. I was shocked. Yeah, it was shocking. <laughs> you won't believe where Robbie Mel likes to eat. <laughs> that's the that's the next. That's the a clickbait. Yeah. yeah, that is yeah, one hundred percent. But that's all I got for you for announcements. Oh, thank you. Well, without further ado. We've got an interview right now lined up with Josh Gordon and Will Speck. Now, they're the creators of Marvel's Hitmonkey, which we mentioned will be on Hulu. We have a review up already. If you've ever heard of their names before, directors of Blades of Glory, The Switch, Office Christmas Party, and of course, they, you know, creators, like I mentioned, of Hitmonkey. We had a great time talking with them. So let's jump into that interview. Josh, Will, how are you both doing? We're yeah, good. we're how good. Are how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. My name is Daniel, and with me as well is my fellow co-host, Shay. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. 
Thank you so much again for taking the time to talk with us at the movie podcast. And Kurt, congratulations on the show. Uh, I have to ask right out of the gate, why hit monkey? <laughs> like what, what was it about this character that you guys are like, that's, that's where we need to go and make and create this beautiful show. I mean, we can talk about hit monkey and his attributes for hours and hours, which is what happened to us after we read the first um, <coughs> original graphic novel in 2010 just because I think, you know, we're big uh, Marvel fans, we're big graphic novel fans. And I think what really appealed to us is it had one of the best origin stories we had ever read. And it's also, you know, there's something really exciting about um, some of these characters, you know, in the MCU or just in general that kind of come and sort of stealthily appear and then kind of disappear because it leaves a lot to the imagination. Um, and it felt like for us, this kind of combination of, you know, being an animal, sort of having a, a, a limited amount of express, expressiveness emotionally and also sort of being on a plot to, you know, for revenge, had a lot, you know, working for it. And um, we, we've just been obsessed with him for years. So we sort of talked to anybody that would listen about it. Uh, you know, every time we went into meetings at Marvel and finally the point where they were like, no, no, we get it. You love it. We get it. Uh, and, and then finally we, you know, we, we, we found, we found an audience with, you know, with Jeff Loeb at, at Marvel TV. And he was like, I totally get it. I get your approach and let's make it. Uh, but let's make it as, as, as an animated series. And that suddenly made so much sense to us. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. And I think just seeing it compared to everything else that we've seen in the world of Marvel over the last decade, it does stand so apart from everything because it's so different. And watching it too, like I, I, earlier this year, we got Modoc, which was was, was another um, awesome Hulu Marvel show. And I think um, there's just such uniqueness going on with these characters because they're not characters that I think that the the larger audience may be familiar with right away. But as you get into the show, you just fall in love with these characters. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's that's like Will said. That's that was also what drew it to us was was the idea of like, <clears throat> you know, it's not such a it's not such a developed character, you know, that that Marvel, you know, is worried about, you know, protecting the direction and all, you know, you know, sometimes when you're working on on other characters, it's like such a canon about those characters, and you really have to kind of honor everything that's come before. The great thing was is this was like you know, one of the best origin stories we've ever read. And then very few um, other mentions, you know, a few, a few mentions in Deadpool, a few mentions in Spider-Man, but it's, so we were really left kind of open to interpret it and Marvel kind of encouraged it. So that was, that was really lucky. I love it. You guys have an incredible like voice cast here. You've got Ted Lasso himself, Mr. Jason Sudeikis. Uh, how much you know, how, how much of them did the writing influence? Like, did they change much of the writing coming in or was it like, no, stick to the script, that's it? Um, I mean, what's good is that we we brought them into the process really early. Um, you know, we had written the pilot, but that was it. And um, they were, you know, genuinely, everyone pretty much was our very first choice. Jason was the very first call we made. Um, we had sort of crossed over on a couple of things before. And I think in looking at Bryce, this character of the ghost that monkey sort of, you know, becomes joined to, you know, forever. Um, we wanted him to be really cynical and have a dark sense of humor and, you know, definitely be a character that is questionable in terms of his morality and his, 
you know, sobriety and his life choices. And I think we also wanted it to be funny and also have heart and have you root for him. And there's not many actors that can sort of thread all of those needles. So, you know, the thing about Jason is he's incredibly funny, but, you know, he always protects the character because he believes that the character has to have a real sense of kind of code and morality and, you know, empathy and heart. And I think that's what we were just looking for. And um, we were really just, you know, thrilled with him through the whole process. And And the great thing about Jason is, you know, he's a writer himself. So, you know, the script was pretty well worked out and the characters were all there. But, you know, when he comes into the booth, you're not going to hold him back. And he was he was great and super additive. You know, and Olivia and Ali were really great because they have a lot of integrity as well. And, you know, George Takei is literally a national treasure so like yes. even then yes. interprets you know interprets the character of Sinji you're just like you're like that's exactly what we had hoped it would be so mm-hmm. we definitely we felt like we were always entering that booth with a full deck um and then obviously awesome. with you know with monkey himself fred tasker is like a, you know a marvel treasure and one of the great you know voice kind of you know animal actors but so such a wide range of talent that he you know possesses that it was it was just really the the recording sessions were kind of pure pleasure i love that and and i think that you know you guys mentioned that you know this character still has a code and you see that throughout the series and obviously i I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who's listening to this we're going to keep it spoiler free for now but um you see that uh, i think through Bryce uh, throughout the entire time. So I have to ask you, like, you know, how do you manage to balance something that's, you know, genuinely funny throughout and there's incredible action and brutality, but also genuine heartfelt emotion. And you achieve that somehow when one, your main character, uh, monkey does not speak. uh, And the second they are a monkey, so they do not speak. So it just, I I just got to ask you, I was like, how, how did you, approach this like how did you start okay how do i bring this yeah it's interesting because when we again it's when we read the original you know issues they were filled with so much you know pathos and so much emotion and then later what happens to monkey is he becomes this sort of berserker you know killer maniac and that's that's where i think you see him in Deadpool later. What fascinated us was, you know, how did he become that? And and how could something so innocent and so kind of, you know, uh, not of the human world, you know, be driven to such acts of violence? And, and, and that was really what kind of drew us to the story. And so it was, you know, it was his inherent sort of innocence and goodness that to us makes all of the violence and all of the stuff he does palatable and his code of conduct was very important to us because it's sort of it grounds it it keeps it from being sort of nihilistic and and really makes it more of a character journey so that was really what interested us as, as sort of storytellers was was being able to tell that sort of yakuza revenge saga in a way that was that had depth and had and had pathos but there was definitely you know the challenge was we wanted to preserve the idea that he didn't speak just because we sort of have a little bit of an affection historically, Josh and I for crossover on characters that don't speak that we just love. I mean, being there and Chauncey Gardner, Peter Sellers is one of our favorite characters. He barely speaks. You know, we love um, Nick Park's animation. 
We love Wally. We love, you know, where you have to kind of lean in Iron Giant to these characters and kind of create an entire vocabulary for them in what you infer, because it really lets the audience in on including them, you know, in that journey and that process. And especially because Bryce is kind of a little, you know, his partner, it's a buddy comedy. It's like, it's so much more interesting to us to have 48 hours, you know, but instead of Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy has someone that he has to interpret all of their emotional scale from. Right. So I think we, we really right. wanted to hold, we wanted to hold on to that as much as possible. And, and thankfully, you know, Hulu and Marvel supported that idea um, because there was definitely, you know, there's those moments where you're just like, well, just should we make him talk? Should we make him, right. you know, logical, should we make him? It's such the logical choice. Yeah. The oh, it would have been so easy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we were like, no, let's, let's, and we wrote the pilot. And even when you read the pilot, you're like, well, yeah, you're, it, it makes sense when it's written on the page, but how's it going to feel when it's actually executed? And we did a few tests and, and everybody agreed. No, that's definitely the way to go. Right. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, even when the monkeys are communicating with each other and you have, you know, the, the text pop up, that felt natural. That felt like it, it made its it made its mark. Yeah. Um, what did it mean to you? What did it mean for you guys to be able to carve out your own, you know, Marvel universe, this little section of it, and define who Hit Monkey is? Well, we we take that very seriously and um we are humbled by it. We certainly you know, feel the responsibility of Hit <laughs> Monkey, especially to the original. You know, the writer. And yeah, the I mean, Dan, Daniel and Delabor, who did the who created it. You know, did such the, a beautiful job. I mean, to us, when we read it again, it was like Kurosawa. It was like you know, it was like a great western. I mean, it just really, it, again, it, to us, it was one of the best Marvel origin stories we'd ever read. And the thing that that Marvel is so great at you know, and, and the folks at Marvel TV and, and big Marvel in New York. And now, you know, Marvel studios was, they really said, you know, they let us kind of run with this character. And they also let us run with several other characters, including Lady Bullseye and, you know, Fat Cobra, Fat Cobra yeah. and Yuki yeah. and Silver Samurai. So they really like kind of let us, you know, explore our story, which which does sort of, it's definitely fringe. It definitely sits outside of what you're normally used to seeing in the Marvel kind of universe. Uh, and they and it was sort of by design that it was sort of so different. It was like, let's set this whole thing in Japan. Let's really not have them interact with any major characters in the first season. And let's really try to build out what Hit Monkey's, you know, full origin could really look like. And that that was really like you know a dream it was awesome now i know you guys mentioned like earlier when you were pitching the show where did you originally envision it as like a live action uh film or did you want to always go with like an animated style for it um we had talked to <laughs> we talked to um you know the the people at marvel and the feature division about it at one point um and um and we just happened to sort of go down this route i think it, what was exciting to us is we're also really big anime fans. And in a way it sort of takes the pressure off of, you know, in doing it in this format gave us a lot of freedom, you know, both visually and in terms of the scope and scale of the violence and the storytelling that right. probably on first bounce, if we had just jumped into a feature probably would have been very challenging. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? This, this easily could have been a hundred million dollar movie, you know what right. I mean? with that level of stuff. And so it really, in a lot of ways, gave it freedom to be 
to honor the original material to be weird or to be darker. And we, we kind of just continued that story, you know, like we just imagined what would happen after they left off and we sort of took over. So it's not to say that we haven't, you know, had a lot of ambition in our mind about where hit monkey could go and how he could grow because we have obviously a tremendous <coughs> amount of affection and investment in this little guy. Oh, for sure. And, and visually this, the show is, is gorgeous. So it just, yeah. just the, everything it, like you see in Japan and just, especially when they, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are certain sequences that just change the visual style up and it's just so beautiful to look at. I, I think yeah. people are going to really, really dig it. Yeah, we had also, great partners at Floyd County, our animation house primarily. Um, and then, and then also at, you know, uh, tunes and in, in India and Snipple in uh, the Philippines and and Mighty in uh, Mexico. We, we had we had great partners throughout the world. And they're not random shout outs. They're actually people that when we kind of created this sort of cinematic Bible, you know, never got to the place where they were delivering sort of these flat 2D environments. Like right. always a huge ambition for the show. And, and, and at one point, I think we had almost 250 animators working. Wow almost for a year around the world. So it was really, but, you know, really led by Floyd County, who obviously you know, did Archer and, and, and are just tremendously talented animators with incredible, you know, senses mm. of humor. And so it was like, it was, it was always our vision was like to marry what Archer did humor wise and the, and the sort of cynicism and the darkness of that with a, with a more cinematic, you know, kind of bigger world. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally kind of see that there for sure. Um, now there are other Marvel characters mentioned in the show. We won't say who, but are there, is there other characters you'd like to work on or are you guys working on something completely different next? Um, in terms of our own, our own ambitions or for hidden yeah. <laughs> for um, our own ambitions. Well, I mean, it's funny because we, you know, we've crossed over flirted with, you know, Marvel characters and DC characters, you know, just in our feature and TV world before. And I think, you know, it is funny because we always seem to be gravitating to characters that are much more, um, uh, you know, on the fringe or that feel like need a lot of invention. Like we were we were obsessed with Mysterio for a long time. And, you oh. know, when he was, you know, rumored to be in the Spider-Man, we were sort of like, you know, calling our friends at Sony, like, wait, let us do the Mysterio story. Just because, <laughs> you know, we were like, we wanted it to be a visual effects guy who was like pathetic and down and out in the valley who had no real skills. Right. And, talents you know i think we like we root for the underdog josh and i and i think we tell stories you know that's that tend to kind of reflect those characters so i think you know in looking ahead i think you know for us like if they're wearing a cape and they're saving people uh, it's less interesting to us than you know the people that are sort of the one and dones who can you know create a whole world of your imagination and that you know that they're kind of you know, their origins grow from pain or, or I loss. That's or... what's exciting about what's going on in this genre, which is you can start to tell, you know, truly deep, you know, truly complex stories, you know, through, you know, through these characters that have been created in the Marvel Universe. I mean, that's just, that's just like, um, you know, that's a filmmaker's dream. You know, in terms of other projects, you know, we just sort of completed a sci-fi film for Universal and Amblin uh, that's, you know, set 100 years in the future, uh, on a on a hostile planet that's kind of a mix of genres. It's it's horror sort of survival film uh, starring Anthony Ramos 
uh, from In the Heights and, and uh, Miss Scott that we shot that in Budapest last year while we were doing uh, Hit Monkey. And that was that was kind of a really amazing, cool experience. Oh, wow. And now we're That's now very we're, cool. yeah, now we're shooting uh, live action uh, CG hybrid movie for Sony. Uh, based on a children's book called Lyle Lyle Crocodile. That's um, an original musical with, an original with musical. also a CG character that doesn't speak. So <laughs> we, <laughs> seem, <laughs> we seem to, uh, we seem to um, find like that that's our Sensing a pattern now. Yeah, you're not yeah. wrong. Now, how about circling back this future of Hitmonkey? Do we know if we're going to be seeing these characters again? Again, if you can't say anything, we totally understand, but I really uh, hope we see these characters again. I mean, we, we do don't, too. we don't know. I mean, we don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, um, it's all about how many, you know, people tune in and watch the show. Right. And, you know what I mean? I think, I think, you know, in a good way, you know, uh, we were part of, you know, a series of, you know, of other shows, you know, we and MODOK were able to survive and, you know, we, think they produced you know really interesting kind of you know offbeat kind of expanded what's capable in the kind of marvel world so you know we certainly you know have a whole second season mapped out it'd be amazing to to go and do it we're not sure yet uh, if that'll happen but but if they call on us we're certainly ready well i really hope that we do get to see it because uh, we love the show we like i said i I think audiences are going to really uh, love it as well too. So Josh and well, we, we thank you so much for your time and we can't wait to see what comes next, hopefully for this series, but also what you're working on as well. So thank you so much yeah. for your time today. Well, we really appreciate hearing from you and um, yeah, spread the word on hit monkey. We need uh, 100%. to watch oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks, thanks so. guys. Thank you thank so you. much. Okay. Talk to you later. Guys. Bye. Again, uh, stunned, befuddled. Just completely flabbergasted as to the words that were said during that interview, the the conversation that came out, how life changing I think that interview was. It was a great interview. Uh, it was they're very, uh, they're very cool. No, honestly, yeah. Uh, Will and Josh, like we were, they were just so chill to talk to and just so open about obviously talking about Hit Monkey and. Um, again, I I think it's what's so funny about Hit Monkey is like you have a show that you have a character that does not speak and is not human they are uh, an animal but you still somehow like just fall in love with these characters mm -hmm. and uh they did such a great job of bringing it to life so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so awesome that they got to talk to us yeah i joined the interview and it was an audio only one and i started waving at my camera and I, yeah. the first thing i said was like i'm so sorry guys i waved at all of you and you guys couldn't see that no we were waving back i'm like okay good like, oh good. thanks guys it's interesting they they saw you they saw well they were in my house oh yeah, yeah. i said guys come on over it's not that far from la like yeah, just, don't worry. Just, just walk here. You can just walk, walk here. here. Walking instructions. Uh, no, but no. Thank you so much to uh, Will and Josh for joining us, and we can't wait to see what they're going to work on next. Amazing. Let's jump into the news. Do, 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 do. It's always just. It's so good. Do you it's guys? So do you guys remember why we started doing do 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 do? So I think yeah. we. I remember okay, tell the story, writing Shay. it into the it doc. It was the year three. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we just kept trying to figure out, like, oh, we should have, like, a jingle. And then we literally talked about, you know, oh, what are, like, news jingles? And then it just it just clicked. Yeah. So we should we should go back for our own records and see what episode we started doing yeah. that uh, to see. We should we should have a historian. I think there was other ways of getting into the news. I remember, like, you yelling, 
News. <laughs> no, oh my god. god. News time. <laughs> Assemble. <laughs> uh, we could have done a lot of different stuff in our earlier days, but I think we, we nailed our format right now. Oh yeah, I, I think, think so, we're yeah. so good right now that people are just like shut up and tell us the news. What happened? What happened <laughs> what, this week? We've been waiting for many days. <laughs> Disney Plus debuts first looks, exclusive footage, and new trailers in celebration of Disney Plus Day. This is the Disney PR. In celebration of Disney Plus Day, the second anniversary of the streaming platform, Disney Plus not only premiered more than 25 new pieces of content, but also debuted dozens of first looks, new trailers, and exclusive clips from the Walt Disney Company's world-class studios that showcase the incredible breadth of content coming to the service in the years ahead. Additionally, Disney Plus subscribers in Canada were treated to a slate of all-new content from each of its marquee brands, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and in Canada, we have Star. So, <clears throat> before I can ask you guys, you know, your take on the stuff that we saw this week, we're, we've hit two years now with Disney Plus. I remember we did a review on our first year with Disney Plus. Yeah, we did our first weekend with Disney Plus. First, we did our first we did day. Our first year, yeah. So now that we're two years in, Daniel, where are you with Disney Plus? Disney Plus has gone from that app that in the first year I used a lot for a nostalgia trip. Uh, it was the app that I used a lot during the pandemic just to find random stuff or to rewatch Marvel movies, even though I already own them, but it was just a convenient way of doing it. But now that there's star into the mix, Disney has really turned into an app that I'm in all the time. And with the announcement of like the IMAX enhanced stuff this week, I think that was just mind blowing going back and watching these movies in this giant aspect ratio has been amazing. Uh, Disney plus really is the streaming app that I never, um, get upset having to pay for every year. Mm. Even though it's a bit more expensive this year, whenever I get that bill for Crave or even for Netflix, I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I always forget that I am I have them. Mm. But Disney Plus, I'm actively always in looking to see what's being added or what's new, what's there. And I think in terms of the slot, like I guess like what that was announced, what we know is coming, it's hard not to be excited about mm. it. Especially from what we got this year alone on Disney Plus with all the Marvel content. <laughs> The next few years on the service is going to be really special, right? And uh, I'm I'm really excited. I think the event itself left a little to be desired and how it was presented. That was my biggest issue because we got these specials that just kind of popped up on Disney Plus, but there was no like fanfare or build up. I would have much preferred almost like a streamed event like Investor Day was, even if it's just an hour. Have just you know what, from this time to this time, it's Pixar. Even if you showed us the same footage that you put up in the specials and you mm -hmm. uploaded them as uh, as little, I guess, episodes on Disney Plus afterwards, just have those playing live so people could be directed to one spot to watch it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think I think that's where I was just more a little upset. Like, okay, like, where is this? Like, I would see stuff popping up on Twitter. I'm like, wait, where is this from? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's an Obi-Wan, uh, like, I guess, first look on Disney Plus. But there was no, like reveal of that it was just it was just kind of so sporadic but what we did get which we'll talk about very soon i thought was amazing what about you anthony how's two years now at disney plus um the first year i didn't use it as much as i thought i would be using it and i think the second year once these series started to come out the original series i started to use it more often again i'm not in it as much as i'm in other things but i will continue to purchase it and continue yeah. because the content that they're providing in the coming months and years it's going to grow and grow and i think it'll be one of the best apps to have especially just for the marvel cinematic universe as well as the star wars cinematic universe and the pixar like it's 
yes, it might be a little bit, it's a lot more money now, but in the long run, all that content for that mu- that price makes sense. Yeah. I was I was always like, should I continue it? Should I not? But these Marvel series that came out last year and then this year really like solidified my yeah, I'm gonna continue purchasing it's Disney Plus it, yeah. for the next couple of years. Um because that, that the first year was just Mandalorian and there was not much and the, yeah, there was nostalgia of like watching a lot of, of the stuff, old stuff, right. But I yeah. wasn't I wasn't wowed by it, but now I am. It had its first just struggles for sure. Yeah. Um, in we turn- also, it, sorry, and it also like I keep forgetting it literally launched uh, November 2019, and then three or four months later we went into a pandemic, which is yep. crazy. Yeah. Um, in terms of Disney Plus Day, I thought it was lackluster. It could have been better, and I think the marketing really set this expectation that it was going to be this amazing event, but it wasn't and i was looking forward to seeing first like trailers and i was looking forward to seeing obi-wan and i was looking forward to seeing a lot of things that i didn't know about being showcased but there wasn't and it felt like oh these are things i already know and you showed me like here clips here and there especially regarding moonlight a uh, moon night moonlight moon night <laughs> as well as uh, she hulk but I wanted, I wanted like, like full on, even a minute, a minute and a half trailer, something to like really yeah. grab me. And you're right, Daniel. The, the posting of their, their stories on their homepage on Disney's homepage. Yeah, it was very like it was like a random. Twitter thread. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'd be missing stuff. Like even though I had post notifications yeah. on, I'm like, especially the Obi Wan one because it's like, where are you grabbing this material? It's yeah, not, I I went to like Lucas Films and there was nothing there. If you go to Marvel, you saw like a trailer for Marvel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I felt like it could have been much better. And I think in the next year, if they ever do this again, and they probably will, I think they need to dedicate a time for the content that they're going to release, even if it's, you know, this is concept art or this is this and that, put it in on one section so we can yeah. all watch it rather than waiting. Like, like how, like how do you expect people to just wait for stuff? Yeah. You know, randomly. This that's, is, and that's why, like, I think like maybe look what DC fandom did. Yeah. Scale it down, but just, or maybe do like a Nintendo direct where it's like, okay, here's an hour like investor day, like whatever investor day was, and like get the heads of each studio, like get your Kevin Feige or whoever wants to represent Marvel, Kathleen Kennedy, whoever, and be like, here's what we're showing off today. Yeah. And like that's more exciting because then that's a presentation that people could get behind and know exactly when to watch it. I get it was a full day of announcements, but it was so just a shotgun of news that it'd be like, oh, here's a Proud Family trailer. And then, oh, here's this. And then here's this. So it was, like, it was just so hard to follow everything. Even, the, go ahead. Even the Pixar, like, um, uh, what's his name? The dude who did Pete P- Doctor. Pete Doctor. He did it. And it was only four minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's like, you made this into an event. You only gave me four minutes of Pixar, five minutes of Marvel no minutes of star wars a lot of just concept art of things and posters that are sh- of shows coming out you you made it seem like it was going to be this massive event like yeah. this this yeah. was going to be great and it wasn't and it's kind of like oh. i just i just really wish it was a live streamed event i wish it was or yeah. even an event that they had like 
do you guys remember in 2014, Marvel did an event mm-hmm. where they announced the next phase yep. of the MCU? Right. That was the event that they announced Chadwick Boseman was going to be Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when they announced Captain America Civil War. That's when they announced... Serpent Society first. Serpent Society first, yeah. And that's when they announced like Avengers Infinity War part and, one, part, and two. part one, part two, uh, Inhumans, which we Ooh. don't talk but that wasn't a Marvel thing. But it, it just... That wasn't a, f- a fan event. I wish it was kind of something like that. And I and we, Marvel's always given us that. Like when you look back to uh, E3, sorry, not E3, sorry, Comic Con in 2019. Mm-hmm. And if you look back to Investor Day last year and you look at uh, D23 Day as well, too, like did, Marvel has always come with like, here's what we're doing. And it's a big event. So I'm surprised that this year they didn't do that. Yeah. Because even Investor, Investor Day that I don't think they yeah. anticipated people watching. Yeah. Which was, was massive last year. That yeah. blew the lid off of us last yeah. year. And we're not getting an investor day this year. No, no, not, not that I'm aware. Now, so they they did their Q4 earnings already, like the, a couple of days before Disney Plus Day. Um, so I we're not. I don't think we're getting an investor day presentation. The last one I remember of a let's say streaming platform doing this was Netflix and their Badoom. Was it Badoom? But but oh god, what was it called? But Badoom. Yeah, Ba-boom. which. In the long run, yeah, their content wasn't great, but they at least they, it was they a, made an a, event. An event out of this is what we're looking forward yeah. to in the next year and the years to come. Yeah, rather than in the uh, five oh five, you're gonna get this, and then maybe at six twenty two, you're gonna get this other poster. Right, and you're just so, like waiting there and just. So, so next year is is D twenty three. We're we're back to D twenty three next year at oh. the Anaheim Convention Center. We're gonna be there. We're, uh, we should actually look into it. There, yeah. I'm actually, we should look into yeah. it. We are setting that in stone. September 9th to the 11th of at the Anaheim Convention Center. Tickets will go on sale January, so we'll we'll figure that out. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's I think you know that falls in line with this time of the year. So that's probably where we're going to see more, uh, at least a better streamlined event. Mm-hmm. Again, yes, you, you guys are absolutely right. This year's event felt very anticlimactic. Every tweet just kind of was like. Oh my god, that's huge news! But why is there only three words attached to this? Like seeing the Spider-Man freshman year, but not knowing anything about it other than just like, is this a show? Was this a movie? Is this with Tom Holland? Like, what is this? Like, it was hard to kind of get mm-hmm. to gauge idea. what it was. Also, another thing I wish we saw because I, I I do want to get to the announcements as well. But I loved, sorry, I did not love that we didn't get dates for a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So like we know. Uh, we know Moon Knight is going to be next year. We know She-Hulk is going to be next year. We know Miss Marvel is going to be next year. I just wish we had a better sense of when. Like, yeah. give us maybe a month that you're looking to launch at or just a window, summer, spring, fall, something that we could get excited for. Because next year, we know when the movies are dropping. We know Doctor Strange, which we'll talk about soon again, is pushed until May. Um, so I'm just curious now, like... Where are these shows are all going to fit now? I wonder if there's something behind the scenes that we're just, we're not aware of, especially at Disney in regards to their productions being made. Like they, they're very secretive of what, what, when they can commit to a date. I think it all just has to do with stocks. They know when they have a an announcement that's going to come through. It's like, hey, Miss Marvel is dropping, uh, let's say January or February. Stocks going to go up that day. Because people are like, oh, here's another show. Here's a trailer. It's just the nature of it. And I just think they know that they have so much content now and such a high quality to their content that they could 
just put it out an announcement at any time. You'd be like, oh, this is dropping this day, and then they'll have a great stock day. You know? Yeah. Um, what was you guys' favorite announcement from that day? Or favorite, like, look at something? Probably, for me, it was Marvel, because they yeah. were the most... You actually they showed visually the most. seen. Yeah. Like, you did see um, Moon Knight, and you did see She-Hulk, and you did see uh, Miss Marvel, and you did see... Uh, I think that was it. Those are the yeah. Those, those are were the we like saw, the yeah. new. With oh, we, uh, we also we also oh, Secret Invasion. So we saw oh, yeah, we, we saw, saw Sam Jackson Sam probably Jackson. doing like a camera test, <laughs> just yes. turning to the camera. He looks uh, a little aged. He looks very grizzled. He has yes. that beard going on, and so that I think, and that was the longest too. Yeah, being the longest, and I felt like man, it looks like you shot a lot of this footage. And you can make a trailer. Yeah, I I I, <laughs> I guess we're just they're just waiting now to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm excited, though, because seeing Moon Knight, seeing Oscar Isaac, um, I think looks he looks great in the yeah. role. And the then British accent, though, is... Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, but I think it's a bunch of different personas that he's going to have. So. Yeah. I hope so. It was, um, it was interesting. Yeah, because you also heard his normal voice I in did. it, too. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think She-Hulk looks great. I think Tatiana Maslany looks awesome, and it's cool seeing Mark Ruffalo in it and then him working with her. Yeah. And the effects look great as well too. Yeah. So and it's, it's, I'm stoked. Yeah, and he's also regular, Hulk. like he's regular. Yeah. He's smart Hulk. He's yeah. Hulk. So yeah. Hulk, but I'm, like, a, I'm assuming though he could transform back to, like his the way I I guess it was shown off in Endgame, is that that's just who he was now. Yeah. But I'm assuming then he could still go back to Mark Ruffalo if because, he wants because to. Because in Endgame he kind of said like I just combined them both and now this is who I yeah. am. But I guess you're going to step around that by saying. That's who the Hulk is now, but he could also still be yeah, we'll normal Mark Ruffalo. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, in, in, in regards to me, like uh, year two of Disney Plus, a lot better, a lot more shows, works amazingly, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely in it a lot more. But yeah, Disney Plus Day was just a little like just anticlimactic. That's yeah. kind of how I felt about it. I was like, really, this is it? Like, you're going to, it would have been much easier to make a one hour show. Even if you're going to show nothing, just have someone talk about it because then at least it feels tangible. Definitely. Yeah. Let's jump into our second story then. Doctor Strange sequel undergoing significant reshoots. This is going from Boris Kitt and Aaron Couch of The Hollywood Reporter. Doctor Strange has found mystical beings in dark dimensions and faced the might of Thanos, but now faces his most potent threat reshoots. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the Benedict Cumberbatch starring sequel to Marvel Studios' 2016 installment, has been prescribed a major new shoot. In what sources describe as being significant, the new shoot taking place in Los Angeles is both additional photography and reshoots. How significant? Insiders say that Cumberbatch and company are undertaking six weeks of shooting, if not more, working six days a week. Sam Raimi remains as the Helmer, and Loki head writer Michael Waldron is still on board writing the new material. It is unclear what actors, in addition to Cumberbatch, are involved. The crew involved is familiar with the Marvel method and worked on recent pickups for the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home and additional shooting for next year's Oscar Isaac series Moon Knight. Anthony, what are your thoughts on these sh- reshoots? I'm actually shocked. Like I, I was expecting this movie to be like done, done. You know, and now they're working six. Six days a week, six hours a day, trying to shoot a movie that I thought was already shot. So something happened or either Kevin Feige didn't like what he saw, because I'm guessing that's what he, what exactly happened. Um, and the executives are like, no, we need to change this this narrative of what this movie is. And I, I don't know what Sam Raimi portrayed on screen, seeing that it's involving... <clears throat> um, 
Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange, and it, this is supposed to be the, the the turning point of the MCU in terms of multiverses and everything's I, been leading to this. And right? everything's been leading to it. So I'm I'm wondering if there was a lot of pressure on Sam Raimi to make this movie, and it's also this movie that's supposed to spearhead the next you know generation of Marvel films, especially multiverse Marvel right, films. Right. I wonder if he just couldn't capitalize on it and maybe his vision did not ex- succeed in terms of what the executives expected right. or what Kevin Feige... Because all it comes down to Kevin Feige's making this decision that there needs to be reshoots to, for sure. this for and, and And that's us taking it, obviously... In but that's, when, that's a speculation. Right. right. And but. and that's us taking it, obviously, as uh, as the more of the negative side of like, oh, they it's obviously something's not working out where it could also just be them just wanting to shoot more for the movie too, which... Most of the time, it's not. Anyway, yeah, you know. But either way, it's like it's a lot of it's a lot. But Marvel also, every film bakes in time after the shoot and yeah. later on for reshoots, which they always usually do like a month mm-hmm. afterwards. So yeah. it's not crazy that this is happening. But when you hear like the schedule, I'm like oh, they're obviously condensing it a lot. And I'm also assuming looking at this shooting schedules because Benedict Cumberbatch is a very in demand actor as well. So they're probably condensing they a lot of. What when he's available to shoot stuff? If we're gonna see Elizabeth Olsen on uh, on set at all, because they just said maybe right yeah, now, she like he's confirmed, but we don't know who else is. So I'm curious. I'm the, curious. There's a there's a lot riding on this movie, like oh, yeah. you said, Anthony. So I think they're just like, let's make sure we get this right, and if we could shoot more and tighten it up and get better, we have to remember too that this was being shot during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and they shut they shut down a bunch of times mm-hmm. for this movie. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, not surprised that it's uh and this, this movie had like no leaks like it was so it, we've well seen guarded. we've seen nothing of this movie which yeah. is wild yeah and it also has had like in the past like which director is directing it yeah. like we didn't even know like you know Sam Raimi was there but you didn't Dr. know Erickson, and it took a really long yeah. time yeah and, and so then, yeah again I'm, I'm not surprised that we're seeing this but again it's it's pretty substantial from what it looks like but I'm also wondering how much of like covid and shutdowns and stuff we're like you know we're right. just gonna save it to do it in our reshoot periods and, and stuff and, like yeah, that it's, it's marvel like we, yeah we have faith in them they're not looking to make a bad movie um mm-hmm. so like it seems like a lot but it probably is for the best so yeah well i just i'm just i i want to know what this movie is yeah because with the exception of literally like a rap t-shirt that people got yeah. we haven't seen a, a frame of footage when do you think we're getting our first trailer in front of spider-man uh, maybe no, not no. now. You don't think so? Probably think like probably next year or something. January. You think you think they'll wait till the new year, eh? Well, yeah, I don't. Year. Maybe maybe Spider Man. Spider Man's not in this. We, we don't, don't know. We don't think, but because we, Doctor Strange is in Spider Man's movie, so maybe they'll be referenced to something, right? Right. We again, yeah. And all Sam depend- Raimi, and you never know because yeah, it all depends because Doctor Strange is a big part of this spider-man film yeah so whatever he does here has consequences to his film right so there must be something they're not going to show a trailer for, they're no. definitely not going to show a trailer that just makes sense because why yeah. show a trailer for a movie that has some sort of well i mean there was a there was a trailer for far from no, home far from home, far from home in front of endgame which was yeah but that's really weird yeah that <laughs> really was weird, weird. But, but we knew he wasn't like iron man wasn't gonna be but they all no. didn't say iron man's dead in the trailer no they didn't yeah they did imagine everywhere i go i see his face We're like hold on is tony about to die <laughs> and also i mean dr strange got pushed back to may yeah so that that was and they they've been doing 
a little bit closer to the chest for the trailers. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't but be surprised. Like March even would be like a solid. Time. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, maybe they just hold off until the very close, and yeah. they could get away with it. Right, people are going to see this movie anyway. That's the thing. Next story, and I can't believe we're talking about this story again. In 2021, man. In 2021, in the year of our Lord. This is every year we talk about this story, I think. It has to be, yeah. But yeah, and it's always around Halloween. MoviePass co-founder Stacy Spikes has bought the company back and is planning a relaunch. This comes from Jason Garagio of the Business Insider. I thought you were going to say Jason Derulo. Jason Jason Derulo. MoviePass, the movie theater ticket subscription service that became a sensation in the summer of 2017 before collapsing in epic fashion, is coming back. MoviePass co-founder Stacy Spikes was granted ownership of the company by a Southern District of New York bankruptcy court judge who approved the sale on Monday, according to the court documents reviewed by Insider. The financial transaction took place on Wednesday. I can confirm that we acquired MoviePass out of bankruptcy on Wednesday, Spike said in a statement <laughs> to Insider. I don't know what, what Spike sounds like, so that's what the voice I'm going to give. We are thrilled to have it back and are exploring the possibility of relaunching soon. Our pursuit to reclaim the brand was encouraged by the continued interest from the ongoing movie-going community. We believe, if done properly, theatrical subscription can play an instrumental role in lifting movie-going attendance to new heights. I also couldn't stop the voice too. That's my problem. Tell no, you have to do the rest of the show. I, like it 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 just became. It bothered me. me. I, yeah. Did it bother you? Yeah, it was. I making, saw it, was it was it was making me mad. Yeah, yeah I, I saw, saw one of your nerves just. Pop. I was gonna say I saw a vein in Anthony's yeah. like head. I've never seen yeah. before. Never yeah. seen. It was almost on the don't, side of your head. Don't do that voice ever which, again. Which voice again? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't even know who I'm channeling. I think it's, it's, so it kind of sounds sounds like Kermit, but like sounds like Kermit, but like also sounds trashy like, Kermit, oh, trashy Kermit. Yeah, drugged out Kermit. This is this is Florida Kermit for <laughs> sure. Wow. Poor, to our fans of Florida. Yeah. Um, I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we love you guys. No. The not crazy ones. Um, yeah. It's I I don't even know who to ask. Daniel, please. What What do you think? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. Oh uh, well, Stacey's not here right now. No. <laughs> no, this is this is interesting. When I when I saw this news break, I was like, okay, uh, but really, why? Did you check the date to make sure that it wasn't like an. I literally story? made sure it wasn't an Onion article. <laughs> yeah. I made sure it was a legit article. Yeah, it, like this is going to try. I swear to God, if Cinemia comes back next week, then we're ending the show. Yeah, we're just going to end the show. We're going to start our own subscription service. Yeah, you know, um, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. But why? Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Like, really, like, it's something that should be buried in the ground. And clearly someone's trying to reanimate it. And it doesn't, it's not going to work. They and it's digging up old Yeller. And yeah, like, again. why? Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Is that too much? It's no, like, it's good, yeah, it's here's like old Yeller. Go fetch a, you know, bone, but it's still dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, wait, hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're talking to a dead dog. And they're like, get. Yeah, like, get movie pass bone. is literally dead. And yes. they're trying to revive it. Yeah. And they're like. Not it's not gonna it's happen. Like, it's like Frankenstein right now. Like yeah. we just keep trying to add more parts to like make it back to life. It's like kill me. And we don't we haven't experienced it in Canada, so we don't really like well, know the how we have right now is is yes. Cineclub. Cineclub. Yeah, Cineclub. Cineclub's been pretty dope. So and it's far. pretty yeah. dope. Comes so, in clutch with that twenty percent off uh, concession stand. This is no way sponsored even, by Cineplex, even but eating at VIP, I saved twenty percent. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. But what I was trying to say is we. This don't... episode's brought to you by Cinema Club. <laughs> uh, we don't know the extent of of like how it works in the states like if if does it make sense to have a movie subscription service like that in the states you're right when movie theaters are still in this 
awkward right awkward now. moment where we don't know if people are going to continue going back to the theaters which at this point doesn't like, look like you know like it's not like a big wave of people going back it's the marvel movie will bring people and then that's everything it. else will well, suffer I guess they're yeah. hoping that this is what's going to revive it so i think sh- i i if, if i were stacy i'd be working close with the theaters to be like what is the best way we can do this but i also wonder if theaters are just gonna be like hell no we'll do our own thing, thing yeah or yeah. people just buy tickets yeah because like this is because i know amc has their own uh plan there in the states as well i think is every it, time we've gone we've seen yeah. something that they have um so i I'm, I'm very curious as to how this actually goes down i don't know when we're gonna see obviously it's not the last time we're reporting on it and I, we thought it was the last time and we talked about them last time but Clearly, this will be an ongoing thing, so we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date on what's going on with MoviePass. And if you were a MoviePass subscriber in the States, you know, right into the show, let yeah. us know what your experience was like. And are you excited for them coming back? Because, again, since we don't have it here in Canada, we'd love to know what that experience was like for you. Hello at the moviepodcast.ca. You know where to find us. That's it. Uh, in the subject line, put MoviePass reactions, care of you. Uh, okay. That's right. <laughs> That's uh, pretty specific. And we now the, move on to the next story today. Oh, <laughs> so, why are we so, so quiet? We're so subtle. Uh, mm. This is the ASMR podcast yeah. now. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like. No. <laughs> Peter Jackson selling Weta. 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 It's Weta. 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 I'm going to call it Weta now. Weta. Weta. Peter Jackson selling Weta Digital's VFX tech division to Unity for $1.625 bajillion. Now when I say bajillion, I mean billion. It's coming from Todd Spangler of Variety. Unity Software, a 3D game developing platform, is expanding its VFX footprint in a big way with the $1.625 billion acquisition of the technology division of Peter Jackson's New Zealand-based Weta Digital. The deal promises to make the tools used to create Gollum for Jackson's The Lord of the Rings, Caesar from The Planet of the Apes, and characters and settings from a slew of other movies available to creators all over the world. At some point, Unity plans to make Water Digital's tools available to creators through a cloud-based workflow, with software-as-a-service pricing to be announced later. Under the deal, Unity is obtaining the Water Digital suite of VFX and technology and its team of 275 engineers who will join Unity's Create Solutions division. Weta Digital's award-winning visual effects work has spanned numerous movies and TV shows, including Avatar, Black Widow, Game of Thrones, The Lord of the Rings, Planet of the Apes, Suicide Squad... Wonder Woman, and more. Now the tools the company's VFX artisans use will become available to creators outside of Hollywood's confines, which, according to Unity, will ultimately enable the next generation of real-time 3D content for the metaverse. Jackson said in a statement provided to Variety, What are digital tools created? Unlimited possibilities for us to bring to life the worlds and creatures that... He's Australian, (laughs) man. (laughs) He's New Zealand. I think he's Australian. Yeah, but you're making him sound like Taika Waititi a little bit. There. I don't know. I thought he was Australian. What voice to use for him? You know, we, we created it's Lord better of the Rings. Than, and, it's uh, better than my Stacey voice. P- Peter Jackson is from New Zealand, but he's like, yeah. you know, oh. we created Lord of the Rings, yeah, and we uh, we he's wanted a, he's to. A Kiwi, sorry, not New Zealand. What am I saying? What the fuck you call him an Uzi? He's a little Uzi vert. What are you talking about? No, he's a Kiwi, man. Come on. I thought he was Australian all this time. That's my ignorance. Yeah, to the Australians and New Zealand. You remember like New Zealand and Australia the same country? They're pretty right? much. They're pretty much. They're very close. Yeah, yeah they're, they're. Uh, where was I? Sorry. 
what are digital tools created unlimited possibilities for us to bring to life the worlds and creatures that originally lived in our imaginations? Together, Unity and Weta Digital can create a pathway for any artist from any industry to be able to leverage these incredibly creative and powerful tools. Offering aspiring creatives access to Weta Digital's technology will be nothing short of game-changing, and Unity is just the company to bring this vision to life. Anthony, you're what we call a Weta head here. Or a wet head, sorry. Uh, <laughs> wet head? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, do you, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I'm surprised that he sold it. But it's a lot of money, so I'm lot. not surprised that he sold it. But yeah, this is... You know, Peter Jackson, from his Lord of the Rings trilogy and developing Weta into a huge competitor to ILM. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those kind of like Lucas... Mom- Lucas film moments or George Lucas moments where he actually developed this visual effects company from the ground up, the ground up and now is selling it. And it's, it, it's so strange because it hasn't been there or it hasn't been around for that long to be, I guess, sold. Like I, if I were to create it, I wouldn't want to sell it yet. Maybe when I was maybe a little bit older, but yeah. then Peter Jackson. What has been around since 93? Yeah. yeah. So it's as old as I am. You're saying I can't be sold? I could be bought for you sure. You could be I sold. I am ILM. No, it's... I, 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 I could... I'm saying you, you but, could buy me. But Daniel could be sold on yeah. the... You know, but he's not worth 1.65. No, million. he's worth a, a fucking kick in the butt and... Uh, <laughs> what's the what's the dollar ratio of that? What's the conversion? Yeah. Is there a conversion a, a chart negative, for that? Oh, oh. A negative. A negative. I owe you money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you get to butt and you have to give us money. Know. No, but you're... No, you're right. And I think... It's interesting that they're being sold to Unity, but I also which I don't know much about Unity. Unity sounds like a sounds like a huge. like a very sinister company. It does right no, but Unity is a, like a obviously it's a it's a platform for creating not just games now, but for everything. Unity yeah. powers so many different games and apps in the world now, and Unity is huge in the market of doing. Uh, uh, shooting like visual effects live on the set right so like when you think of things like the volume where they shoot the mandalorian when you think of those type of works or when when john favreau is shooting the lion king and he's actually on virtual sound like stages and he is actually when you look through the camera you see it those those are all things that are powered by unity and powered by software like that so is unity like an actual like computer intelligence that we are not it sounds aware like of. the unity it sounds like that but it's like it's it's so powerful and now that you're going to combine what weta does when 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 you see weta effects um weta is unreal when you look at when you look at Gollum all the way back 20 years ago now that was such a landmark in visual effects that to this day that holds up like mm-hmm. you know i don't ever see Gollum. i'm like oh that looks rough for 2001 or 2002 i'm like he looks phenomenal and they did the effects for Contact as well. Contact. Weta's done so much. I literally have a book there, and I was just like looking. I'm like, they did King Kong. They did like they I did robot. I wrote. They did everything. They did so much. So uh, this is awesome, and this this is hopefully going to be best good for them, and it's going to be great for developers now that are going to be working remotely, working around the world, that they're going to be able to do this from their own home and have these powerful tools uh, available to them. This is going to this is going to revolutionize the way movies are going to be made and it's we're only going to start to see the benefits of this in the next i would say three to four years but this is massive i think the real question is what does peter jackson do with 1.62 bill <sighs> remakes lord of the rings <laughs> remakes the it ground what up. do you want what do you guys want to see peter jackson work on next he was supposed to 
Like he's doing. He did the Beatles. We did. He yeah. has the Beatles doc coming out. I want him to make a film. I think the last film he really worked on was like was Tintin. Tintin that he did the Hobbit. No, Tintin he did. Yeah, he directed. He directed, but also did the Hobbits. The Hobbit films, but he was a producer on what Mortal. It was a Mortal Instruments. Oh. Yeah, he was a producer, not on um, Mortal Instruments. Uh, what was that big one with Hugo uh, Weaving in it? Yes. Oh, uh, the World Engine one, yeah? Yeah. Was it called Mortal Instruments? I think it was Mortal Instruments, yeah. Does Peter Jackson ever direct a Marvel or Star Wars? The last, yeah, sorry, the last one he did direct, by the way, was Battle of Five Armies, and if you want to count, they shall not grow old. Yeah. Cause yes. He, yeah. Mortal uh, and then Mortal, Mortal en- Engines. Mortal Engines, yeah. And then... Uh, Obviously, the Beatles doc. So he's he's done two documentaries now. They shall knock our own and Beatles, big time labor intensive projects. Yeah, dude, get Peter Jackson to Star Wars. That'd be amazing. That'd be so or, cool or, to see. I wonder if he's because he's kind of like James. He's like that unique group of directors that are visionaries in that, the that push that the medium push, forward. Yes. anytime they do something. So he's kind of like James Cameron. He's kind of like that George Lucas. Um, and you see them now with Dennis Villeneuve and as well as. Um, Christopher Nolan, but they're not there yet. They haven't like used technology as much as these guys. No, have. because they're very much practical. Where Peter Jackson and James Cameron, they're like, okay, let's and George Lucas, they're like, let's build, this, let's create this so yes. we could use it. Yeah, like you, like again, Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson could have stopped directing or doing stuff after the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And never had to work again the yeah. rest of his life. Well, definitely now he doesn't. Have to work. You know, <laughs> but after selling this, but like when you see what Weta's gone on to do and work on, and just it's unreal. Like yeah. even the work Weta's done, like in the in the MCU, like with the Hulk. The Hulk was something that I think Weta did in Avengers: uh, Age of Ultron, and I think they did him in like the like the subsequent like Avengers films afterwards. Like. It's unreal. Like, like there's such like a, a realness. Like that when you see the Hulk, when you see Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk now, you're just like, that's that's uh, that's a real creature standing next to yeah. those people, right? Right. Like, it's crazy. Um, I'd like to see him do a space movie, like a, like a, like something very interstellar like, where it's grounded in its realism. Um, because I think he's a really talented writer as well. He is. So yeah. I I'd, I'd love to see him. Just fuck with our minds. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we've seen him do the big spectacles already. But what if he made something that was a little bit closer to the chest? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Lovely Bones was... Uh, I, I really like the Lovely Bones. I think it's a good movie. But I know that it wasn't beloved. Yeah. So, but it's also a completely different completely type of movie, different movie he would make. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It it's, so, there's no there's no visual spectacle out of that, right? Well, there's, there's every visuals in yes. that. But yes, you're right. It's not like up to that level. Yeah. 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 When did Lovely Bones come out? It was right after, so that was... That's with uh, Saoirse... Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan, yeah. Ronan, And as you also think, Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's coming off of... like and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming off of Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's coming off of King Kong there. Yep. So he's like, let me just make a smaller movie. Yeah, really close. And then after that, it was he was, what, a producer on Tintin, I think? Is directed by yeah because he, he yeah, Spielberg they were supposed to make the switch it, yeah, yeah. but then they never continued they never it continued and Tintin it. was a great, great movie. movie great movie so good yeah I love Tintin yeah I, mean, I really liked it too and then we have obviously we got the Hobbit films which, which he wasn't supposed to direct which and again it was supposed to be just one movie then two movies and then became three it became three movies yeah it was supposed to be uh, Guillermo del Toro remember, who was going to yeah. be directing yeah, yeah yeah that's why he's accredited as a producer on the first one true craziness crazy so this is great this is great news for for Mr Jackson. Um, I think, I think, man, he's 
he's got the right tools, and I'm really glad they're going to be in great hands. Unity, again, we've seen them on almost every game we've ever played. Right at that loading window, you'll see Unity. Yeah, powered by Unity. Powered by Unity. So um, this is going to make the future of the movies and gaming just... I'm very excited for it. Definitely. Well, let's get some quick updates. Uh, some of them not really surprising at all. Transformers Rise of the Beasts has been delayed to June, June 9th of 2023, a full year. Not surprised because we reported on this film, what, earlier this year? Yeah, we're like, there's no way this movie's coming out like, next year. no way. In <laughs> they re- one year, this movie's going to be done. <laughs> they released the first look of it, and it was just a director on set with some cars behind yeah. them. I'm like, wait a second. That's just him with some cars, though. First day of shooting. First day of shooting? <laughs> what do you mean? Did I tell you the story that I met the guy who was part who's filming not on the show you did no yeah he was doing he he i met him in a way or another and <laughs> why you let's not let's not linger on okay, it yeah, you okay. made it more sketchy like yeah it was that night yeah it was a card game yeah high high rollers only you know, yeah. peter jackson may or may not have been <laughs> it, there it involved cars yeah is yeah. a little bit of a illegal street race well oh nice uh, guy Nice guy. And he what, was is saying, he, what does he do? He was a uh, camera... Camera operator? Camera he operator or camera you, assistant. Right? So yeah. he leaked everything to you? Yeah, saying? he told me everything. He says, yeah, we're delaying to June 9th, 2023. <laughs> and he was... Oh, uh, this was Prime back in... <laughs> I want to say July? Yeah. He went to Chile. 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 To shoot some... Was it... Machu Picchu is not in Chile. Is it in Chile? Mexico. Machu Picchu is not in Mexico. Machu Picchu <laughs> is in... Am I racist? <laughs> Machu Picchu? Machu Picchu. Am I saying it wrong? Machu Picchu. Wrong. Yeah. Machu yeah. Picchu. You're like Machu Picchu. Uh, anyways, they filmed some sequence. Peru. I'm racist. Yeah. <laughs> Chile's close to Peru. I, I'll take your I'll word take for your it. Word for I'll take your word for it. Judges? It's not, actually. Probably not. <laughs> I'm no I'll, geography teacher. Anthony, where's the story going? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you met him. I, I know a guy. And the guy <laughs> shot some Transformers shot him? in Machu Picchu. And it's surprising that they're delaying it. That's all. Actually, it's right beside Chile. Yeah. Oh, they're, shit. They're connected. I am great at geography. Also, connected to Bolivia and, and Colombia. That's so. good to know. Any more uh, facts you guys want about the world? No, we're good. We're <laughs> okay. Good. Star Trek sequel moves to December 22, 2023. That's a Matt Shackman one? Matt Shackman. Yeah. Matt Shankman. Shankman. Shanky. Shanks a man. Shanks a man. John Wick 4 to be named Hagakure? I'm not like I looked at that name and like how am I pronouncing this? I think it's a difficult name for people to pronounce. It is. I think Parabellum, Parabellum was, a, was, was a dumb name to name your movie, and now they're doing Hakure. Hakure. Which, I mean, it could be in something very you know sensitive, so I don't want to insult it. Well, like I didn't say it was. I think it was hard to pronounce. Yeah, but I think that could be detrimental to people wanting to watch something. People like, just, just call, call it John four. Wick or Four. Yeah, that's it. Or just call it John Wick. I kill it. Can I come back again? It means like a spiritual guide for a samurai. Yeah, it's very Japanese, right? You're gonna gonna fuck with this movie hard, aren't you? Yeah, I dropped my. I just, I I just hope it's better than the first one. It seemed like I was gonna like just. Like you, you are gonna gonna take it out. I'm gonna take it out for a date. Yeah, yeah, and then and then watch it. Yeah, and take it (laughs) to sleep. To sleep with <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> in Final Talks and stars Jim Jones the 1970s religious cult leader who was behind the mass Jonestown suicide that took over 900 lives no jokes there no jokes there no, no jokes there no jokes there, no jokes there. No jokes but, like yeah I met a guy actually who, uh, <laughs> but I met a guy who he survived. does look like him he does he does when you saw the side by side you could definitely see Leo in the 70s yeah. look like he was in uh, Once Upon a Time let's jump into some trailers 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 not many trailers. <laughs> no, <I'll be> <laughs> There's nothing, man. Uh, we already talked about the Disney D- Disney Plus Day f- 
first looks. Um, you know, we had Moon Knight. We had Proud Family looked great. Proud though. Family looked good. Proud Family looked really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Miss Marvel. Miss um, Marvel. Obviously, yeah. She Hulk. Saw that. She-Hulk. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a little, uh, not a lot of, even just in general, there wasn't any trailers. Yeah, there wasn't anything that we were like, oh, we got to talk about this trailer. Yeah. And, I mean, this week, again, we're getting the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So, I don't know what voice that was. That was my New York accent. Was it? (laughs) New York. It's your sassy. It was a sassy New York. Sassy, Puerto Rican. There we go. It's Queens. a little bit of um, um, In the Heights. In the Heights. Um. Yeah, so we'll probably have a little uh, mini episode. Mini episode about talking that, about it, yeah. about that trailer. So we're here's the thing: if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it, uh-huh. this is the trailer they're going to say they're in it. I don't think there's any chance they hide them <laughs> after this trailer, right? Uh, I think so. Wait, I, what did they just show to- Toby's bulge? Toby's bulge, but I'll know it's him by his bulge. Yeah, I'll know. So I'll know. What if, a bulge. what if they do? One of the like a scene where it's Spider Man's hand, and then they put another Spider Man's hand and another Spider Man's. Okay, hand. guys, all in, all in type <laughs> yeah. of thing. Chico. But you don't see their face. I'm in. I'm. I would. I prefer that actually. But it says in like there's a subtitle not. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> not Tom Holland actually grew eight arms for this role now. Those are all his different what, arms. Not what okay. you're expecting. <laughs> there's just random text now that's popping up in the trailer in the trailer they're like hold on this is not what you think it is like okay. they're giving us warnings <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a play right it's a play it's a but play. why would they tell us it's not what we think then why wouldn't they just leave it because they want to fuck with your they mind just, they man. don't care oh, they're just like yeah, okay they don't care anymore they're just we'll like, see they're like, oh, hold on hold before on before we get excited is this trailer over the standard amount of time for a trailer three minutes you think it'll be it's three minutes two minute two and a half minutes yeah because sony's been doing longer trailers recently yeah. so i could see it now yeah. out this week ghostbusters afterlife that's it that's it we'll have a review for I'm it i'm super on, excited uh, to watch it man Me yeah too. yeah i'm like again i'm not a huge ghostbusters fan and Same. i still don't understand the fascination back in that time period with ghostbusters but this looks really good and it plays homage to it and maybe it could be better in the, in the sequels that come from it and all that i'm super excited for it i can confidently say i've seen the first ghostbusters movie probably twice in my life yeah me too yeah. i have not watched the second i don't think i've watched the second either maybe i have maybe i haven't i think i watched more ghostbusters cartoons oh than, yeah, yeah yeah i did than, i watched the ghostbusters cartoon because yeah. i had my buddy had the toys so we'd always play it i'm like dude i need to know the backstory behind these guys so let me watch the show. Do you guys remember when we got the first trailer for this movie? Oh, it was forever. Oh, yeah. December 2019. Yeah. So nearly two yeah. years it was in our, like, later. It most anticipated movies of 2020. It was, yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. What are we watching, Anthony? Let's start off with you. Um, so this week I watched Hitmonkey. I've watched um, Home Sweet Home Alone. I've also watched Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, I also watched Malignant. Mm-hmm. So that was um, a movie that Shay said I would enjoy. And I, I kind of did enjoy. I'm not like over the moon with it. Mm-hmm. But I thought the ending was interesting. And I think it's, it's, it's a weird movie. Yeah, like, it's super so. weird. It's, it's very out there. Yeah. Like I don't know if, if this movie would have been under anyone else's hands. If it would have been... This good, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, oh my god, you have to go see it, but it's like, it's a weird experience that you're like, you, you won't regret watching it. I think you'll be like, oh, what the 
fuck was that? Yeah, it's like a yeah. what the what am I? Yeah, what am I experiencing here? But it it, it was good. Yeah. It, I, I was actually it was shocked. Cool. Yeah. Um, what else did I watch? I'm just Hawkeye. Pulling, and Hawkeye, which we um, cannot say a word about. Yes, even I just said Hawk and I and Mickey Mouse is pointing a gun oh. at me. Say one more word, Anthony. And that's it, right? Bobby that's that's all that's on my list. Yeah, Bobby White Gloves. He he he's done, eh? Don't, we don't talk he about him. Took his gloves off. He took his gloves off and slapped him in the face with him. Hmm. Daniel, what about you? What are you watching? Uh, for myself, you know, it's been a bit of a quieter week. Uh, I watched, like we said, we have a review for Hitmonkey out. Uh, I watched Avengers: Infinity War. I pretty pretty much watched everything that was available in IMAX enhanced on Disney Plus. So a lot of the Marvel films. Uh, Infinity War actually watched, uh, and I just was like, oh my god, this looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I watched Assembled, the making of Shang-Chi, which was great. Uh, it was really cool seeing Young Lee, who we had on our show back in September. Um, you see him, uh, there's a little moment with him in the documentary as well, too. So um, being able to see a lot of the moments that he spoke about were like, yeah, they built this rig and uh, all the things that the, the insider Shout knowledge that he podcast. gave us, you know, <laughs> he was just shouting us out in the dog yeah, somehow. Daniel Shabazz, Anthony, can't wait to uh, meet you guys at the uh, restaurant. Uh, it was it was cool seeing like the actual like rigs and like the scaffolding that they would build and how that could all move. So I really recommend it. Uh, probably my favorite of the assembled documentaries so far because oh, wow. it was it was just it's a, a lot. One, right? It's a longer one, but it was all just about the making of the movie. It wasn't just a talking heads one, which a lot of the other assembled kind of I think had that issue with where it was just like talking head discussions with some B-roll where this was like, okay, like we're working on this. This is what this looks like. And it was just really well done. Uh, I watched Home Alone 1 and 2 for the first time. We'll see how many times I end the year off watching each of them because it's probably going to be a lot. And I think that's about it. Yeah, Hawkeye will have a review for next week. Really excited to talk about that. Um, but that's about it for me. You can huh. see our, our social reactions for social it. Social reactions are out. Go to the movie they podcast, Instagram, Twitter. They are there. Like and retweet. So I watched Meet the Parents. Uh, I also watched Avengers Infinity War in the IMAX format. That's the only one I watched in full. The rest, I just like you, Daniel, I was just kind of skimming through them or just watching for like, you know, a couple minutes at a time. So really blown away by the IMAX. Gorgeous. Like I, I would never go back to the widescreen version. Never. But we, we, we view the world in a widescreen format because our eyes are in that format. They're, 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 we see wide. We don't see... Wide and vertical like that. I'm just gonna let I, him, I'm, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> that's why our eyelids go this way. They don't go that right away. up and down, yeah, man. I don't want to make just that a saying. This is gonna be racist. We, so I don't we make that a shirt. ate lizards. What is happening right now? <laughs> lizards, their eyes, they close. Oh, I thought you said we ate lizards. Did no, we? we ain't lizards. Oh, we ate I lizards. we ate lizards. Okay. I'm like, I'm like dude, I don't understand what that means. You lost me. How long have I stopped listening? <laughs> I just, uh, I just thought people should know. People should know. We ain't lizards. Don't you want to know? <laughs> Troll in the dungeon. Troll. Uh, what movie is that from, Anthony? I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I supposed to know this movie? Yeah, Harry Potter. Oh fuck, man! <laughs> I only watch Harry Potter. I'm not like the Harry Potter type guy. You're not a Harry Potter You're just like a. Uh, Wait, hold on. Uh, the next movie that I watched was uh, watch well, his show. Sorry, that I watched was Hit Monkey, and then I watched Chao Alberto, the Disney Plus uh, Pixar short film on based on Luca. It was really sweet, really cute. I enjoyed it. 
eight minutes long, and four of those are probably the credits. So yeah, it's pretty short, easy to watch. Home Sweet Home Alone, which you have a review up for already. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, Hawkeye, uh, The Simpsons, and Plus Aversary. Uh, but yeah, Meet the Parents is probably the, the funniest thing I watched this week. I love that movie. I watch it all time around this time of year as well. It gets funnier after every we watch. I think it's just so damn good. Okay, anything else you gentlemen want to talk about before I close off the show? No, it's Shade. Take it away. Take it away. Ed. Take it away. It's going to be a really great week in the next couple of weeks on yeah. this movie podcast. Next, it's going to be a really next great month. Week. The next month, there's a lot of exciting things happening in the next. The end of month. this month and the following month is going to be. Epic. spectacular epic oh, you everyone here leave it yo get our ready. mental health is just gonna get better a hundred percent it's shocking <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be great we're not getting sued for that right no we could use it i cleared it i cleared Perfect. it all right Thank you again for joining us on this week's episode of The Movie Podcast. Again, we drop a new episode every single Monday and throughout the week. We sprinkle in those reviews, reactions, interviews, whatever you want to call them. You can follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, and uh, make sure to check out our show notes because we have our Discord information there. We have our email, hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Again, thank you so much to Josh Gordon and Will Speck for joining us this week to talk about Hitmonkey and to talk about also some of their... Well, you've already heard the interview, so you, you already know what they're talking hopefully about. Hopefully, you know. So why did I... Hopefully, you're not skipping to the end. Why am I it? You yeah. Know? Interesting. Uh, again, that was This Time with the Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next.